What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome to another edition of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer. With us, as always, is Ryan Meadows. We're going to get into a little bit of player and team awards just for these Grizzlies. It's going to be, you know, a fun one. With uh, We're going to start off with the swaggiest player and go on to uh, MVP and whatnot. So we're going to get into those. Plus, we're going to break down the three-game schedule that is this week. Yes, that's right. We have NBA basketball starting this week. I hope you're cheering. Just don't have a wreck if you're driving. But this is going to be a fun week. We are going to break down those. And then something special that we're going to do each and every Monday, we're going to give you our best bets. And if you're thinking, oh, that's cool, great. I'm going to grab some best bets. You know, yeah, I'll hammer them. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that. Whatever you're thinking, <laughs> don't actually do. Uh, and not because we're not smart. Not because we don't know what we're doing. It's because the lines don't come out as quickly in NBA basketball due to, uh, what do they call it, rest. That's an issue in the NBA. So that's why the lines don't always come out so quickly. So what we're going to try to do is on the free basketball account, it's at free basketball three. We're going to try to put out, you know, maybe our best bet of that week. Um, you know, every now and then we'll give you a little bit of something. So. Uh, just if you're not following free basketball, go follow it now. You can pause the episode, whatever you're doing, go check it out. Another thing you don't want to miss, this is on Monday. Who knows when you're listening? Well, go check out the Leeds Podcast Network. Ryan and I are the free basketball guys, and we're going to make sure you hear a special episode. This week, we have a guy, Prop Stars. He's going to be amazing. What he does and he is really good at is the prop betting. If you don't know what prop betting is, it's uh, it's going to be LeBron James over under 26 and a half points. So he'll tell you the odds and you know how to play and, and the best way to look at props. You won't want to miss it. So if you're hearing this, thank you for checking out the Grizz 901. We love it. We also want you to check out our podcast over there. You can go to free basketball. And you can follow the links that way. You can go to the Leeds uh, Podcast Network. You can go to Twitter at the Lead SM. But check them out. I, prom- I promise you, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I know Ryan's uh, just as ecstatic as I am. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So it's out as well. If you're hearing this, they're both out. But without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Ryan. What's up, man? <sighs> Doing fine. You start talking about betting, and uh, now I'm already sweating my best bets for later. <laughs> well, weirdly enough, about the best bets, I've put in uh, two so far. And I put in one, I think it was after the second preseason game or the second preseason game of this team. I put in this one and thought, oh my God, I better hurry up and grab this number because. It's going to just go crazy and rise and rise and rise. Well, I don't know if I'm the dumb guy or not, but this line has not moved. The number hasn't moved. The odds haven't moved. Nothing's moved. But I'll but we'll check that out in the very end of the podcast. Stay around for that. We want to make sure we give that to you as well. But uh, but what else are, are you got going on today? Well, obviously, if you're listening to this today, then the Prop Stars episode will be out, which is all sorts of nerd fun because I've always been extremely curious how these guys come up with this stuff. Uh, So you need to check that out. So you can kind of get, hopefully we can get, you know, you get a little glimpse of behind the scenes on how these guys works. I'm sure he's, you're going to listen to the episode. He's not going to give you the exact formula. So you can go out there and replicate everything he does. (laughs) Uh, But hopefully you get some insight into how he comes up with these things, because I've always been interested in that. Um, and so that was a great conversation. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can kind of have him on again throughout the season. 
but that was a fun episode so jump over to that and besides that just grinding away high school basketball is about to start here in a couple weeks so getting kind of geared up for that so that's everything is basketball for me right now and i couldn't be happier (laughs) it's a good time uh a good time to be alive but um but on those best bets as well uh we'll get with uh bailey who runs our 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 account over there at the grizz lead uh go follow those guys grizz underscore lead uh go follow them as well we're going to try to put out our best bets as well um i'm not sure how we're going to do it yet it might just come from the free basketball account uh, and then maybe the Grizzly retweets it, or we we send it to both. So make sure you're following both of them. Uh, we want to make sure we give you that content. I just don't know how exactly it's going to get put out to you just yet. But like I said, we got to get going. And without further ado, let's get going with ranking these awards and giving them to you right now. Let's start off, like I said earlier, the Team Player Awards. And the first one, we had to have some fun with it. So I have to give out the swaggiest player. And I'm going to start it with Jaron Jackson Jr. Ooh, he's not got, the dark? Hashtag the dark? He's got the, the so, Bill Belichick? He's got the so much slate? swag. The sleeveless hoodies? You're not going to go with the swag? He's got, he's so, he's just swagalicious. We'll just give that to him. <laughs> he's seven foot two of swag. You he might be, be seven five from now. Saying swagalicious ever again. You're from here now. You are banned from ever saying swagalicious again on the Grizz nine hundred one five. Get out of here, <laughs> Ryan. Who's your most swagalicious player? It's John Morant. I'm sorry. What? He's starting a trend with the Bill Belichick sleeveless hoodies. Hold on, hold on. and he's got the hashtag the dark. He's got some great marketing campaign going on. You literally, I'm sorry. It's good. It's going to be swag. I'm telling you, it's going to be swag. The whole league's going to catch on. You're going to start seeing a lot of people with sleeveless hoodies warming up. Not saying he's the first person to do it ever, but he's going to make it cool. And that I think is the definition of swag. <sighs> wow. Like you just like you referenced Bill Belichick and swag. <laughs> Like that's where he's like he's modeling his swag off Bill Belichick in a sense. Like he, he just went up a little higher with the sleeves. That's all he did. He's taking it to another level. He's taking it to a marketing level. God, that people I... will want to buy. Wow. All right. Well, let's move it on because that was that. There's <laughs> I, the tracksuit genie. He's not coming out and being the swaggiest player. He's just not. Ja is not swag. Like he's cool. I love him. He is swag on the court, but just he hashtag has, no swag. Yeah, hashtag yeah, no drip. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go out with uh, a breakout player this year, um, and take that as you want. And and these in these genres, these categories, however you want to do. Um, and if you're playing at home, you're thinking out loud, like, oh, that's who I would do. Uh, it it it's really all about yourself. Like, who do you think a breakout is? That like from their top level to an amazing level, or is that like they never play to getting some really good playing time? So a breakout player for you this year, go ahead. So my breakout player is a guy who showed out in summer league that started as a bench guy to me, six or seven man who I think is now going to be a starting day one starter. And that's Desmond Bain. Um, I think he's just going to have a breakout season. Everyone's projecting this. I don't think this is a surprise. I'm not saying breakout where all of a sudden he's Tim Hardaway Jr. And he's averaging, you know, 17 to 20 points a game, but he will have that trajectory, um, which would be an incredible player to have for the Grizzlies. So he is my breakout player for this season. Ooh, I like it. Um, I'm going to back, uh, I'm going to back you on that one. Okay. And that's boring. And because I'm going to back you on it, I'm going to give you somebody else. Another guy who's going to break out this year, who I'm going to have to eat crow. I will absolutely have to eat crow. And that's Zaire Williams. And the reason I say (laughs) breakout player is for the simple fact that I thought he would get no minutes this year. None. (laughs) Like I thought he would 
maybe in a blowout, you know, put up six to eight minutes max, right? This guy might be in the rotation this year. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best thing for this team, but what I've seen in preseason, I think he has the ability and he's going to have his cold, you know, his cold slumps where he's going to have to ride the bench, maybe get his mojo back. But I think somebody who's going to break out in a sense that he's going to play way better than he did in college and he's going to play way over my expectations. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Zyre Williams. So I'm just glad in all honesty that I got his last name right. Cause the last <laughs> time we did this, I did not. Um, all right, let's go six man. I'll lead us off again. Um, I'm going to go with DeAnthony Melton. Mm. Um, he has been a very good player for Memphis and someone who a lot of people get behind, uh, one in Bailey Caldwell. Hello, Bailey. If you're listening, DeAnthony Melton. Subtweet. You just yeah. subtweeting. No. <laughs> yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. DeAnthony Melton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a, like I said earlier, he's a guy who runs the Grizzly Twitter account. He is one of the biggest DeAnthony Melton fans I know. And I think it's finally time to give DeAnthony Melton his roses. I think he's going to be a much bigger uh, part of this team this year than I expected. I knew he would be good, but I didn't think he was going to end up being this much like, involved in their just core lineups that they run. And if he looks anything like he has this preseason, it, there's a lot of good things for him to come. So um, I think our six-man player this year will be the Anthony Melton. Well, let me counter with a guy who – um, I think is going to be a very solid um, bench player for us and is going to hold things down for the post and keeping the offense going in defense. And that's Xavier Tillman. Ooh. And I think that's going to be a surprise for most people. I don't think he's going to put up flashy stats, but I think he's going to be like Kyle Anderson, who has now moved to the bench. I project with Desmond Bain Um he's going to be as consistent as Kyle Anderson and it may not be 16, 17 points, you know, like D'Anthony Melton can have, but he's going to be a solid eight to 10, five or six rebounds, hold down the paint um, just for those breaks that we need for triple J, Steven Adams, you know, the rotational big guys. So he's my right. pick for six man. Woo. I like it. Um, I think he will be very important this year. And I hope that, that Brandon Clark can kind of get a little bit of a uh, taste of that. Um, he, he had a DNP, the first preseason game. And everybody freaked then, out. Everybody, everybody did. freaked out. Everybody. I, this is my problem with preseason. It's just like football. Who gives a crap? Like you can look at these games and try to get whatever you want from them. You're not getting anything from them. I'm sorry. Like you can see clues of stuff, but like, if you're surmising how a guy's season is going to be or how a team season is going to be based off preseason, a la the Los Angeles Lakers, who I believe are like, Oh, and six through preseason. <laughs> and you're projecting that's how the Lakers are going to be all season. Come on. Like, let's, let's relax. So when everybody freaked out about uh, Clark getting a DMP after game one, like what's going on? Is he out? Like, let's just relax. It's preseason. All right. <laughs> Wow. We've got Thank three you. games this week. We'll find out this week what, what the rotation is. It's going to change all season. You it have is. injuries. Guys are going to play well for a month, and they're going to get more time than the other guys. That's just how the, the basketball season is. So yep. let's not be, like, completely out of Brandon Clark after a one preseason opening DMP. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, uh, with your relax, <laughs> R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Just chill out, right? Does that um, make Ashley Shailene? I, I don't Bailey know what Woodley? you're saying. I don't know His what's going fiance? on. His well, fiancé? Okay, sure. we'll move on. Keep moving. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who he's <laughs> dating. Um, who knows? Um, all right, so uh, let's go back to you. Most improved player. This is easy. It's Jaron Jackson Jr., who you Ooh. had as swaggiest. And I think he's going to be most improved. I think he's going to um, erase all of the doubts that everyone had about him for the 14 or 15 games he played 
coming back from injury. He's going to be ready, okay? And he's going to be good, and he's going to average 20 points per game at minimum this year. So he mm-hmm. will be my most improved player. Wow. At minimum, 20 points a game. That is my baseline expectation for him this season. Wow. All right. Well, it's time he to He will get... also get consideration for the three-point shooting contest. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> get your bets in now. <laughs> if he's on three-point shooting, what's he going to do? Just, like, grab a ball and, like, take three dribbles Make back? Make it? Yes, I and agree. T- and- and he take will make it two or three steps forward and then like lunge throw everything. <laughs> and then he has to like run back. I'm the just ball, saying lunge we, throw again. We have all of a sudden the skills competition at all-star weekend has turned into a big man affair. Big man wins every year. Now it seems like, why can't we include big men into three point shooting contests? Why not? Come on. Wow. All right. Well, you know what time it is? It's time to get back to the basics of life. And that, my friend, (laughs) is Steven Adams. He's going to get back to his OKC days. And you're going to see Steven Adams be the most improved player of the year. Not Mm. just on these grizzle dizzles. This is going to be the entire league. He's going to put up a double-double each game, and he's going to be somebody to reckon with. He fits the mold of this Grizzly team very well, and I'm excited to see what happens. After seeing just a few preseason games, I think that they know what he's good at, and they're going to play to his strengths. That's the most important thing you can do with a big guy who's limited in some areas, play to his strengths. So. I believe in Steven Adams very different than the first day that I ever talked about Steven Adams being traded for, for JV, my <laughs> beloved JV, um, who I'm very torn on. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that after the first week of the season. I want to have that being a topic next week because we'll see JV without Zion more than likely. Cause Zion is, he ate another player. Uh, during the offseason when he got his uh, leg hurt or whatever he got hurt. But um, let's keep moving. Uh, offensive player of the year, I will go on this one. Uh, and we'll say Ja Moran. I think this is going to be the easy one. I think Ja I is going to be very, very good. Uh, what say you? That's the same person that I have for all the same reasons. He's going to yeah. show a different part of his game, and he's going to show more mid-range this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, start, so, he will start to unlock the different avenues that teams are trying to stop him with. Yeah, I agree. And my, my number two player for uh, most improved was going to be jaw, but I went with Steven Adams. So that really triple J was third for me in all honesty. Uh, But let's go ahead. uh, We'll Uh, go back to you leading us off defensive player of the year. This is where I have Steven Adams. Okay. uh, Cause he's going to have to anchor everything and he's more capable of doing it than Jonas was. Um, he will lead the team in reboundings. He will, I think he'll be the start of the defensive wall and Jaron Jackson and triple J will come over from weak side and swat it into the sixth row. <laughs> uh, and so triple J will get the highlight, but Steven Adams played the actual defense, right? Slowed yeah. him down enough for triple J to recover. Um, so I think he's going to be the rock in the middle. Um, and hopefully teams just like, this is why he got, he got picked on before at OKC, you know, previous OKC fan here. So I saw it a million times is teams just tried to put him on an Island over and over and over and murder him from the perimeter. Um, so I would expect to see a lot of teams trying to do that to Steven Adams. I'm interested how the Grizzlies are going to scheme with him. If they're going to make him drop, they're going to try to prevent switching, how that's going to how that's going to be handled but i think he's obviously a veteran seen it all yeah. almost already and will be the rock defensively for the grizzlies yeah a few notes that i've got from the preseason i don't pay you know too much attention to it besides you know maybe lineups and stuff they try um 
such as a two guard lineup and running, you know, maybe two point guards together. Look at, you know, they're Taylor Jenkins and his staff. They're very smart. They're trying to, you know, just like every other coaching staff, they're trying to see what's working. Can we try it out now to see if it, you know, looks good at all in the preseason before we go into the regular season. So um, I'm curious on what happens with the lineups. But one thing I did see is Steven Adams got switched out. I can't remember who he was guarding and it was a guard. Um, and he tried to go around Steven Adams, and literally Adams was staying in front of him and, and, and opposed like his shot where the guy didn't have, wasn't able to put up an easy shot. And so being out on the Island like that, he showed well enough. And so I, I'm, I'm excited what really is to come with him. So, uh, but I'm going to keep on going and, uh, my defensive player of the year, it's not Dylan Brooks who everybody gives the attention to. He played really well during that final stretch of few games as well as into the playoffs. But the guy who's probably the most important and someone you want to look at is Kyle Anderson. Mm. He won't get as much playing time, but he'll get almost just the same amount of minutes. And the reason is because he's going to be pretty much the, the tie that ties the, the lineups between the you know first unit and second unit. He's going to be what ties these units together. He is an old veteran, and he'll be allowed to be so good defensively, and I think he will be the best defensive player for this team this year for sure. Um, but enough I, about him. Let's keep I it would going. Have, I would have picked him if he was going to be the day one starter. Yeah. well, That was who my choice was going to be. But it seems like Bain's got that solidified for now. Right. Um, that's why I changed it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm smart. Uh, MVP, I'll let you lead us off. Uh, I have job. I, d- I don't know who else you could really pick here. If right. this team's going anywhere, it's by his leadership. Um, and it seems like he is the very obvious leader of this team already, um, which is, you know, he was an older player in college, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, but to see that from a, you know, third year guy, um who's so obviously the guy that everyone rallies behind is a very encouraging sign and i just he's the mvp for me the way they'll go is how he plays um so if he has bad stretches the team's gonna have bad stretches so he's the mvp it's all i hate to say it's all on his shoulders because it's not but if he has a bad year i think the grizzlies have a bad year i think it's that simple yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that he is going like his energy. It really plays into how good we're going to be. So if he's energized, and I think he will, uh, you know, barring injury, I think we'll be fine. And he is obviously my MVP this year as well. Uh, one bonus question. Is he mm. going to make his first all-star appearance this year? No, <laughs> really? No, it's not going to happen. I would okay. be very surprised. It's a bloodbath in the West. Yeah. So the only way he's getting in is some sort of injury reserve. And that's an injury to multiple players. Um, I just would be surprised if he got in this year. Okay. I yeah, I will not be su- surprised. I think he this is the year he gets in. Uh, I, I think it's going to be so much in your face just because of how good he is. And his shooting, his rota- the rotation of the ball looks so much better this year than it has in the past. Uh, Triple J has a problem with that. The rotation of the ball, uh, his goes in, right? You know, but uh, the rotation has not been good for either one. Jaws changed it up. His free throws look so much better than they have in the past. I think this is the year for him. So hopefully, that's where we go. Uh, let's let you lead us up. Starting lineup. Is it just that easy? Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. I'm going to include Dylan here, even though he's okay, not going right. to start for his injury. But when Dylan comes back, I expect it from what we've seen and all the reports is Ja, Dylan, Bain, Triple J, Adams. And I think the most recent thing have people been discussing who should be that fifth starter. Um, and it seems like everyone overwhelmingly wants DeAnthony Melton with Bain. I don't. Yeah. I would prefer Kyle Anderson. I would too. Uh, because I just like, I like DeAnthony Melton. He's fun. 
Yeah. But he's small. And so we're going to throw up a lineup, throw out a lineup with our top three of Jaw, D'Anthony Melton, and Desmond Bain. Uh, I don't feel great about that. I think D'Anthony Melton is suited for the offensive firepower off the bench. And yeah. I would not start all three of those together. I So for game one against Cleveland, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, I have Ja, Bain, Kyle, Triple J, and Steven Adams. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I, love, I love Dylan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love Dylan, but also love D'Anthony Melton as well. But D'Anthony Melton, I don't think, is a great fit next to Ja. Um, I think they're good. They're fine. I just would rather have a little bit bigger of a player, more defensive-minded, even though D'Anthony Melton is very good defensively. I just think Kyle can give you a better in leadership. Um, but, you know, I, I also know the coaching staff, and they're saying, hey, we want to make the decision to switch Bain into the starting unit and Kyle out of the starting unit. They want to make that switch. Dylan being hurt. As you know, calls them, you know, already to think through what we're going to do. How are we going to switch this? It's just for a couple of weeks. And it's in easier to put Dylan Brooks in for D'Anthony Melton and put D'Anthony Melton back to the bench. You know, let's say the 10th game in, then switching Kyle back. So I think what they end up doing is I think they end up going D'Anthony Melton in the starting unit just because it's easier to move Melton back into the second unit than it will be for Kyle. He's a veteran. Let's put him there. There's nobody talking about it. You know, we had him starting. Now he's out of the starting unit. It's easier. And so I think that's what ends up happening. Kyle's a vet. Now I think he understands, but I, I think it's easier to keep somebody in that position. So I do believe that they will start D'Anthony Melton game one against the Caps. Um, all right. So let's have a little fun here. I'm going to let you lead us uh, the rest of the way. The last two questions, Mm-mm. record Uh-oh. prediction, <laughs> give it to us. Um, I had a hard time with this because last year they what won 38 games and yes. 10 less games. And now we're having a full 82 uh, schedule to 80 game, 82 game schedule. Yeah. Um, but I, I just keep landing on 40 and 42, um, slightly below 500. And that is just because of, you know, everyone's not going to be there all season. And now we took away JV and are relying on young, you know, second and third year players without, you know, JV to kind of bail them out to go through a whole season, not have any regression or any struggles. And last year struggled, but we would probably all point our fingers to the truncated season, right? Six games and eight days, you know, that kind of crap. Um, so there won't be that kind of truncation, but adding 10 games, the probability of more nicks and bruises arise. Um, so I, to me, this, this is a ninth or an eighth seed. I fully believe the Grizzlies will be in the play in again. Um, I'm not one of these people who think that they're all of a sudden going to be a six seed. (laughs) Um, but I, I think this is a solid play in team and right below 500 at 40 and 42 which is only a two-game increase adding 10 games i get that so if you were just assuming based off last year with how difficult that season was it should be 44 adding 10 games you would think um well that's a 60 percent win percentage no 40 so like 42 uh but 42 40 would not surprise me but i'm gonna land on 40 and 42 all right. Well, that's where you're wrong. So <laughs> Taylor Jenkins, to my understanding, has a very good win percentage. So why having does he? he does go check Is it, it above out. 500. Um, it can't be. I, I don't know. I, I want to say it's, it's pretty close, very close because they've been pretty good since he's taken over. Okay. He had, they haven't been bad. And so they were in the play-in game the first year. Second game, the second year, they were in the play-in game. And they won it. So they're right at 500. So he's right. I think he's a 47% win percentage. So this is his best team that he's had 
barring health, right? Last year was going to be his best team, and Triple J just was never healthy. They're deeper now than they've been. So I'm going to give Taylor Jenkins the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say that these Grizzlies are 44 and 38. Oh, okay. I, I think that's going to be good for either seventh or eighth in the West. But I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction that they end up with the eighth seed in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. And I think that just looking at some of the numbers I pulled up from the betting, and this will kind of get into a little bit of the betting stuff, but um, the highest team, uh, there's two there's two teams tied, you know, with, with their records, the over-unders. That's the Jazz and the Lakers for 52 and a half wins. Well, then you look down in the Suns, they have one game less, 51 and a half. The Mavs and the Nuggets, they have the Mavericks had a 48 and a half wins. The Nuggets, 47 and a half. The Warriors, 47 and a half. All right. So that would mean that's their top six teams in the West. So you would have to beat the rest of these teams to be the seventh seed. And that would be the Clippers and the Blazers. And that doesn't include the Pelicans, the Warriors, the Kings, Spurs, you know, Thunder and Rockets, right? So we're, we're looking at these major teams who have been there each and every year. The Blazers have a 44 and a half, uh, 44 and a half wins. Clippers, 45 and a half. I think that Clippers numbers a little elevated because they're just, they're in LA. And I think LA teams, big city teams, they have that, that number is a little more elevated because of, you know, there's more money that comes in on a team like that. So with that being said, I, I think that that Clippers number is a little too high. And I'm going to say the Clippers potentially could be the ninth seed this year. And that would move, you know, into the, the Blazers being, you know, the seventh seed and then the, the possibly the Warriors or the Mavs as, as the next seed up. So um, I, I think how this all switches around is the Grizzlies jump over the Clippers this year because there's no way Kawhi comes back. And so I'm going to go ahead and give them my 44 and 38 number. And the Grizzlies number in Vegas is 41 and a half wins. I'd call that a smash, my friend. Mm. <laughs> That's a best <laughs> bet already. Is I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with you about the Clippers. Um, and if they're going to actually be a 46 plus win team, then you're getting a, herculean effort from paul george this year yeah and you're asking paul george to give a herculean effort who hasn't played a full season in right four years right um so he's bound to get dinged up by something and that might be where you catch your edge of the couple games it's possible yep, yep. i agree uh i think that's where it all comes down to um so give me your final prediction where do they end up what's their number in the west end of the year i think they're ninth Okay, I'm going to give them as being honest. Yeah. Well, perfect. There are three games that will be coming, and that will be leading off to open the night, and that will be the Cleveland Cavaliers on the 20th. Yeah, boo. The 20th of October. We lead off with those guys. Cool motto. We are the land. Lame. (laughs) Whatever it is for the land great so exciting <laughs> we have we have no clue what your hashtag is i don't and know what it is it's something it doesn't to the land something it's to the land. boring yeah. yeah that's where the headquarters for sherwin williams paint is boring boy yeah just yeah. like sherwin cool. williams paint drying i don't want to watch the cavaliers because they're boring <laughs> so what are the so what is cleveland doing and how did the grizzlies match up with them G- give me what your thoughts on this matchup <sighs> so I don't know who scores in this game. <laughs> For either side? Uh, I think it's going to be, this is a little hint to my best bet. I think this is an ugly game. Um, and I think it could potentially be a double digit win for the Grizzlies, but not a pretty one. Okay. Um, last year, the Cavaliers were the worst scoring team in the league, averaging a hundred, almost 103 points per game last year and that was with colin sexton darius garland who everyone assumes is going to have a huge jump this year but wait there's more (laughs) they signed jared allen 
who is really a non-entity on offense. They drafted Evan Mobley with their third pick. And I think their plan is to start them together. There is zero right. offense between those two, except for, you know, Evan Mobley has great intangibles. He's who I think is going to be the best player of this draft. Uh-oh. Um, hot take. Wow. <laughs> wow. But you're starting a rookie night one. He does have great instincts and he could have a good game, but you're pairing him with Jared Allen. Yeah. And are you going to start Isaac Okoro? That's three non-entities on offense. And now you're truly just relying on Colin Sexton and yeah. hoping Darius Garland's taking a leap. Um, so I think this is an ugly game. I think the Grizzlies should win it. And I think they can win it by double figures, but it's going to be about the perimeter shooting for the Grizzlies because J.B. Bickerstaff loves defense, and that's what they're doing with Jaron Allen and Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro. It's all limbs, so good luck getting to the rim. Um, So it's going to be drive and kick, and you better splash the three, or this is going to get ugly. All right, you heard it here first. J.B. Bickerstaff, all limbs coming at you. All limbs. Hashtag all limbs land. (laughs) Well, that's what you're going to get from Cleveland. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if the Grizzlies, I won't say they have trouble with this game. This this is the ultimate trap game. If it's midseason and you're coming off a of back-to-back or you just had a big win or it's the first game of a road trip and it's just, there's so many, you know, things that can change throughout an NBA season because it's 82 games. Not every game is looked at as being that important. The first game of the year, everybody's up for it. Every single NBA player. These are professional athletes. But I believe that with this Grizzlies team, they're pretty much healthy without Dylan Brooks. They're very deep. And I think that part of it, their second unit is what's going to win this game. Because you have a lot of good players that are going to come off the bench for the Grizzlies. And against these teams who they have a good five, they're going to be okay throughout the season. Their bench unit. It's just not good. And the Grizzlies can really take advantage of that bench unit unless they try to run, you know, Sexton and Garland, you know, separate. And they almost, you know, they start them. But in the end of the day, you know, really they're allowing them to run their own units uh, without saying one didn't start and the other did. So I'm also uh, not sure what they're going to do with Laurie Markinen. Like, is he going to be a surprise start instead of a Coro? I don't know. Like, they might go jumbo like that, but who knows? That's kind jumbo. of the X factor. Yeah, um, I don't like this team, and I think that the Grizzlies can easily win this game, and I think it'll be good. It'll be, their Grizzlies are at home on opening night. I don't know if I've seen them at home on opening night in a while because <laughs> I feel like they're always on the road. Somehow, some way, they get the shaft. Well, they're opening, but then they go on a West Coast road trip immediately. And with that, let's hop into the Clippers. Uh, they play the Clippers uh, that weekend, which is a Saturday, the 23rd. They have to go out to the West Coast. So they do have a couple of days to get out there, but then they start with a back-to-back Clippers and the Lakers, both going to be there, you know, at, at the same, the Staples Center. So that's not as big of a deal because there's not much travel, but they will have to do a back-to-back. How do you see the matchup against this Clippers team? I think they match up well. We have always had trouble with them because they just – went under everything and picked on one guy to shoot wide open shots and dared that Grizzlies player to beat them. Um, So it's really, to me, this game is the volatility of the three point line. Um, If the Clippers are going to be the best three point shooting team that they were last year, it's probably a tough game. Probably be close. Um, If, you know, they're not the best three point shooting team in the league starting out, by inserting Eric Bledsoe instead of having Kawhi Leonard there, which I think there will be some regression there, obviously, from three-point line, uh, then I think the Grizzlies have a good shot to not only be in the game but win it. Um, so, I I mean, I'll go ahead and give you a clue. I think there's a very good possibility that the Grizzlies could start this season 3-0. and Whoa. Whoa. I, I like I just, it. I do because like just to go ahead and bump in on the Lakers, the Lakers have the superstar firepower, 
but the Grizzlies are going to are young and want to prove something. Right. And I just totally believe that they're going to have the energy and to want to prove that they belong and they'll just want it more. And that's what this game is ultimately going to come down to like Anthony Davis won't care. Right. Like Russell Westbrook will care, but can't shoot. And they will still not have this who's on the court when what's the spacing. They won't have that figured out. It's just going to be the pure firepower of those three and the other guys, you know, just kind of do little stuff for us around us, but the Grizzlies are going to want that game. I think they're going to want to prove that they can beat who everyone assumes is the best team in the West. So yeah. I, I think it's a realistic thing that they could go three and zero this, this week to start the season. And everybody's just like, Whoa, okay. Young Grizzlies. Let's yeah. get, let's get weird. All right. Like, who, who, who are these Grizzlies? Excuse me. They're like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Shot out of a cannon. Like, where did this do it? Three and oh. Um, I think that's that's a good possibility of how this starts. Yeah. I like it. So just looking at these, you know, these the lineups that they're running out. Um, your starting lineup for the Clippers. Are we looking at Paul George, Marcus Morris, uh Batum, Zubak, Butza, maybe, or Reggie Jackson? I think it's PG-13, Bledsoe, Reggie, Morris, and Zubach. I think Batum's going to come off the bench. Okay. I could be wrong if that changed, but I think they like Batum off the bench for small ball to come in for Zubach. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, Either way, just looking at these, uh, Zubach and Adams, I I don't know who I I would give the edge to, in all honesty. I think I... I think. I think it is a wash um, because Zubac would kind of dominate JV on rebounds and he's not going to, but maybe dominates a bad word. Yeah. But dominates a bad word. He, he would work for them more than JV would like the hustle for them was more there. Yeah. Like the intensity to go get the rebound was there versus instead of JV, like Steven Adams is going to give him a forearm is like, no, you're not going to do this. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Well, JV had some good rebounding games against the Clippers as well, but I, but Zubac definitely does bring the energy. Um, and I, so I completely agree. Uh, Paul George, obviously, you know, in his position, he's going to have hit the the upper the upper hand. But you can go Reggie Jackson, you know, a combination of uh, Reggie Jackson or Marcus Morris. You can go Reggie Jackson and, and Bledsoe, and I like Ja. And DeAnthony Melton or Jaw and Bain, however, which way you want to go, I like that kind of one-two combo better than the Clippers one-two combo. And if, if it was me, in my opinion, I know Reggie mm, Jackson wow. showed that he could be a better player, but I really don't think that these guys shoot well enough from the outside. I think they're mirror images of each other. They just want to drive. And on this team, I feel confident that you don't really want to drive as much because you're going to have, you know, you know, a, some limbs in, in Jaron Jackson Jr. who they might go to <laughs> to go straight into. And that might, you know, that's what people's goal is, to go into uh, to Triple J, just make sure they can get him in foul trouble. But you also have Steven Adams back there as well to help out. And so I like that matchup. And so I'm, I'm going to give the, uh, the Grizzlies the edge. And I, and I do believe early on, you know, Marcus Morris um, – just early in the in the season with Triple J just coming back, I don't know if he's found kind of his rhythm. So I'm going to give Marcus Morris uh, that edge there, in, in all honesty. And I know that sounds terrible, but I think that's the smartest thing to do because you're talking about a vet compared to a, a guy who's just come off of an injury. I know he just flashed a bunch of threes the other night, but he's not consistent. And so uh, in the end, I, I think the Grizzlies do have a really good matchup against the Clippers just because – there's nobody there outside of Paul George that can really just give you just crazy amounts of buckets. And I think that they're all streaky. They're all good players, but nobody is going to consistently beat you, you know, up and down the floor. And it's somebody that's sneaky for that game is going to be Kyle Anderson. I think Kyle Anderson can slide into possibly the starting position in that game, maybe or throughout the night just works himself into being a focal point because he is a good defender and can play somebody on like, like Paul George. So um, I think that's very beneficial. 
going into the Lakers, it's so far away. It's hard to talk about it. But like you said, I, I think in the end of the day, it's really going to be the Lakers. Have they figured out their rotations? Are they up for the game? What's going on? Like, are the Grizzlies just that much up for it? I don't think it's about matchups. I, I don't. The Grizzlies obviously don't have the same firepower the Los Angeles Lakers do. They just don't. So I think that is a loss on the schedule, but the Grizzlies will be wanting it much more than the Lakers do. So that game is going to come down to if the Grizzlies are in it when the last rotations of the fourth quarter change over and there's six minutes or less to go, if the Grizzlies are within five, they have a really good chance to still one on the road. And so I think that's what it all comes down to. If you can keep yourself in the game long enough against a team like the Lakers, you have a chance to steal one because I don't think LeBron's going to be really up for playing uh, that much, no matter if it is John Morant, yeah, this this new young up-and-coming up player. So uh, I, I do think there's potential there. Yeah, I mean, they're opening two games. They open the NBA season against the Warriors. And then three days later, they play the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And so then they play the Grizzlies two days after that, like, after they want to prove to knock off what everybody's going to assume the better teams, top four teams in the West, top four or five, are they really going to be focused to come in on a Sunday night right? to play the Grizzlies? I don't think so. Yeah. That's why I think it's a good spot for the Grizzlies. I agree. I like it. Um, anything else on these matchups uh, before you give your predictions on the week? I don't. And I've already given my prediction. You're saying three and zero, no matter what. We're going three and zero. It's going to start. That's how it's going to happen. We, the Grizzlies, are going to be the early season talk. We're going to start off the season like eight and two, and everybody's going to freak out. All right, I like it. And that's we're going to start hot. I think there's teams that's going to start hot out of the gate, and I think we're one of them. We'll come back down to earth. (laughs) That's okay, but. I think we are going to have a very hot start out of the gate, catch teams on some fortunate nights for us and be eight and two after the first 10 games. I Woo! really think that's in our future. Woo! I really think we start this week three, and zero. please. And I can't wait to be destroyed after game one with the Cavs after <laughs> hashtag limb land, just the scores 98 to a hundred. <laughs> because we can't make a three hashtag wow. LTMF um, and we can't get that MF to drop <laughs> wow no isn't it LTMF oh okay yeah, okay it's okay. LTMF yeah oh, you're right we'll let I you was figure it out that, at home yeah I was thinking of something yeah y'all figure it out but uh it was <laughs> something that Taylor Jenkins likes to uh tell the guys LTMF um <laughs> so figure it out yourself um it gets a lot of fun um uh, I think I did make one up at one point it was um man I cannot think we went back and forth when we heard it uh um, we all went back and forth on it and it was it was a good time so um if you're if you're at home thinking about it it's it's not what you first think Tweet us, uh, tweet us your best, uh, LTMS, your best, guess, your best parody guesses. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, so mine, I think it's, I think we're two and one. Um, I, I think we do split the uh, the LA games. I think we grab one. I don't know which one. Uh, if I had to guess, it's the Clippers, just because I think that, um, you know, we have a really good chance to match up well against them. And I think because of the matchups, I, th- I think that there's a chance that the Grizzlies can just squeeze, you know, an early game out. And I think that will be very important uh, for those guys, especially if they can start 2-0 going to a Lakers game that, you know, like Ryan said, their confidence is going to be through the roof uh, just because they're young and they're, they're playing well. So uh, let's, let's, um, let's go on to our best bets. And now that we give our predictions, any best bets that you have uh, and kind of school of people, because some people might not understand the school betting a little bit, schooling them as in like explain a little bit of the best bets to them. Okay. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and give 
what I'm going to bet on, or I have already bet on. Um, <clears throat> and that's the total points in the Cleveland Cavalier Grizzlies game under 217 and a half, which is low by standard of the NBA. Standard NBA total scores is around 222 to 225, typically. But I am banking on these two teams who the Cleveland Cavaliers are starting a defensive lineup. And you just, I know I said earlier that preseason means nothing, uh, but even in preseason when they're playing, you know, mostly full strength, the Cavaliers have not shown the ability to even score in preseason. So, like I said, you can take indications of things. Um, and so that is an indication I'm going to take from the Cleveland Cavaliers is that they're not going to be able to score again this year. They were the worst team in the last year in scoring, 103. Um, I do think, and uh, so, like, they only scored above 100 points three times in their preseason matchups in the five games that they played. And two of those games were 100 points exactly and 101 in the other. And the last one, they scored 110 points against the Pacers, and that's because none of the starters played, and it was all bench and 12th men. So there was no defense being played. So this, to me, is a defensive game. Um, And so I do not think there will be a lot of points, which means that Jaw getting into the lane is not going to have free range at the basket to me, and he's going to have to kick, and it's going to have to be about three-point shooting. And – Starting early in the season, typically not a great sign for people coming out shooting from the three-point line super hot, all right? And the Cavaliers obviously are not going to shoot very well from three-point line either. Um, So the other thing I think is interesting that's going to help this under, even though it is low, and typically on this kind of number early in the season, I would go over automatically just because it's the beginning of the season, people aren't exactly in rotations and busted coverage um, is because of the free throw change. And either of these teams, they did not foul a lot. They were about average. Um, So they weren't super aggressive fouling teams. And Dylan Brooks is not playing who was foul. Mr. Foul himself. Now I know triple J is good for five a game. Um, but the Cavs did not foul a lot last year and they're going to be super big. They're going to try to deter everything at the rim. It's going to have to be all about three pointers. I just do not see these teams getting to the line, the free throw line, because that's what kills overs. Um, and that's what gets, that's what kills unders. I'm sorry, is the free throw game. And I just do not see free throw, getting to that point where free throws, even if the game is close late and they have to foul intentionally, I still think it's going to be so far under that it doesn't matter. Um, so the spread for this game is the Grizzlies are favored currently by eight points. So at 217, are we saying that Vegas, the score is one oh, you know, 113 to 104? Is that what we're saying here? Uh, so I think yeah. they already have this kind of built in. I think this is an under. I think it's a lock. I've already bet it. I don't see it dropping. And if it goes up, great. I'm buying back in too. So give me that <laughs> under 217. I think this is, I don't say, I'm, I'm not saying the Grizzlies will cover the eight. I'd rather have the under because I really think this could be a 107 to 101 game. Okay. I I like that. I I think that's I think that's uh something that to look at and why we were on this, I went ahead and just put money on it as well because <laughs> I'd been paying attention to it, but once you told me um I'm going to go ahead and put my money on, money on it <laughs> and we'll put these bets out. So we will follow along. We'll own up to it. Uh but we'll give these out now and then plus any ones that we give out into the future. Um there's one bonus one I'm going to do at the very end because it's not Grizzlies related, but it is NBA related. And it's the one I love the most. It's my lock of the week. Mm. If we want to give a lock of the week, that's going to be my lock of the week. But I am very much into Steven Adams double double. And I know that might sound a little, you know, easy to some because I rode Jonas Valanciunas in a double double spree 
I think the entire year because the number early on the season was not high. The odds are not just, they're not the best in the world. Um, once you get late into the season, when somebody's averaging a double, double, I think at some points it was minus 200, which is at that point you had to put $200 in to make a hundred dollars. I'm not betting that much, but I would have to parlay it. And that's parlaying is putting in multiple bets to win a certain amount of money. So just to try to give you a little bit of explanation. Um, I would think that if it is Steven Adams, I think a double-double for Steven Adams is legit. And I think that number is going to be around minus 120. So that's, you know, those odds are still good. And I think that he is able to get 28 to 30 minutes in that game, especially if that team is going to be pretty big uh, because you have Jared, Jared Allen, who does try to get a lot of rebounds. So they're going to want somebody – like Steven Adams in the game, 28, 30 minutes. I believe that he can easily get to uh, the 10 rebounds. The, the points is always an issue with Steven Adams. But when you're playing with John Morant, they're going to be running at John Morant when he runs into the lane. Like that's a, that's a given. So if John wants to dish it off as much as he did to the weak side uh, corner, uh, Steven Adams is going to be right there waiting for the dish off two points, easy layup, or Ja puts it up, they go for the block, they miss the block, and it's coming off the rim, and Adams is an easy putback. All he needs is five putbacks. Five putbacks equals five rebounds. You're well on your way to that number, and so I think that Steven Adams' double-double will be very much in play this week. Um, and, And with these numbers, we don't know them yet, because they have not come out. So if for some reason that number is just way too high, uh, we'll let you know that we do like the number, but we don't like the odds. And so we'll kind of keep that in play. Uh, But anything else that you have? Yeah. Another thing I would want to look at with the props is I would look at John Morant's assists, excuse me, and specifically for the over. Um, Last year, he averaged 7.4 assists. I would think this line would open at six and a half, if I had to guess. If it's anything under six and a half, I want you to take it. Even if it's six and a half, I'll still probably take it because, like I said, he's going to be driving and kicking. There may not be a ton of opportunities for him to finish. So everyone's going to be collapsing in on him. So it's going to be reliant on the guys hitting the outside shot. So I think there's potential for jaw to at least get, if it's six and a half at six and a half, I think he's definitely getting seven. I think there is potential for him to get nine or 10. I think this could be a safe bet. Um, So I would look for that when the props come out and they usually come out the day of. So (laughs) you're getting these early, but I want to put that in your mind in case you're looking for something like that. I would assume it's six and a half. If it's five and a half, um, my wife will divorce me for what I put on it. Um, (laughs) because I just don't see how he gets under five and a half assists against the Cavaliers who are going to collapse and try to keep him from getting to the rim. And he's going to have to dish and get the assists. Yeah. If you're, if you're wondering where we're going, uh, my favorite, three places that mostly everybody uses is your FanDuel betting, your the FanDuel Sportsbook, DraftKings, and BetMGM. Those are the most three frequent one that everybody uses. So if you're looking to get in it, go ahead and just click on one of those. Those are easy to do. Uh, something else that you want to look at is looking at the number. When we said the number, is as Ryan said, five and a half and you know you want to go over or under that number so if it's a five and a half and you think he's going to have six or more assists then you like that that you're going to go over five and a half but always pay attention because the odds are what the minus or plus depending on what you're looking at but if it says ryan if it says minus 140 for five and a half would you still like to go over that number or are you going to try to wait and see if it moves one way or another, try to get uh, odds to, if it goes to six and a half at minus minus one ten, is that better for you? I think at five and a half, I would wait to see if it moves. Okay. Um, if it moves to six and a half, then it's going to be, I'm not going to be paying as much, uh, you know, juice. Um, right. I would rather lay the one ten to win a hundred than the one forty to win a hundred. 
exactly um, for assist that I think he's still going to get there. But this is something I'm going to monitor throughout the day. If I can get it early at five and a half, I might double dip. Yeah. So I might pay the extra vig on the 140. And then by right before game time, if it's moved to six and a half at a lower number, I still might take it because I like it to eight or nine yeah. assists. Yep, I agree. And another one that I like is um, is Kyle Anderson steals. Usually, they have the steal number at 0. 0.5. Um, and, and, and sometimes it'll get up to 1.5 of the over-under. Throughout the playoffs, Kyle Anderson was averaging two or more. And throughout the playoffs, he aver- he hit that number, two or more steals in the playoffs and in the, in the Jazz series uh, every game but once. And so... That's a number you want to look at as well. I think Kyle Anderson is is long. He's wanting to make sure he, you know, he's going to be playing more because Dylan Brooks is out. He's their best defensive player, the best defensive wing player for the most part. Um, and so they're going to want to, you know, maybe rely on him at some times. Plus, his hands are always in the lane. So look at his steal number. If it's just 0.5, go over that. If it's uh, if it's 140 and minus 140 and under. So just check that out. That's something to uh, pay attention to. But, but my lock of the week that I'm going to give, and that, and that's simply going to be the Chicago Bulls minus three against the Detroit Pistons. Mm. It's minus one ten is is the is the odds on that. So that makes it pretty simple to me that they think that these Chicago Bulls, who have looked great, absolutely absolutely great during this preseason. They're figuring out their rotations. They're playing a lot of their guys because they want to hit the ground running in the first game. They're not playing some guys and, and not playing a couple guys this game and playing some guys. This, they've literally stuck with their main guys the entire preseason. That way they can learn each other. They're going against a team that is led by Kate Cunningham. They don't know what they're doing with some of the surrounding pieces. Go ahead and make that my lock of the week because I think the Chicago Bulls are going to win by ten or more. If I Ooh. if I see the the alternate line, I might hit it minus ten. Chicago <laughs> Bulls first game of the year. They have a lot to prove. I would There's... do. I would do nine and a half. By okay. The way. Okay. If you're going to get double digits, half. give yourself that extra half point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free throws can be a pain. No, I, I like minus three because the Chicago Bulls have so much to prove and there's a lot of people that are doubting them this year, even with the, uh, the people that they've, that they've gotten this year to be a trade or free agency, or even uh, last year during at the trade deadline, they are going to want to win and they're going to want to win big first game of the year. They're wanting to prove a point. So take the bulls lock of the week. All right, Ryan, anything else? I don't can't wait to see you next week to give out another winner, man. We can't wait. We're going to put these out each and every week. These will be fun. Um, I'll, I'll put out my Venmo. If you want to tip me, <laughs> <laughs> we will make sure that happens tip for, for this now. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll be a lot of fun. We want to make sure we bring betting into it. If you have stuff that you like, um, and as we get through the season, we'll find numbers that we're looking to go after. And if you like that part, make sure you go back. Prop Stars is coming on the show. He is in your feed right now. He's over at the Leeds Podcast Network with us. We did an interview with him. He's going to give you tips and tricks, things to look for, but also maybe trends and how he views uh, looking at props, but also other games. So make sure you check out him. And also just check out the entire Leeds Podcast Network. It's so much fun. I know the guys do a really good job and girls, but the middle of the week are going to get a little bit of WNBA. The finals are going on uh, between the Mercury and the sky. So check out that uh, leading with the W is doing a good job at that. The lowdown was very good last week. There was uh, the lowdown show did a very good with C Hendo. He was, he, he talks about, you know, your, the kicks, right? He's talking about the, the fire that you have on your feet. Okay, guys, I'm 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 white. I have no swag. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what fire on your feet really means, but that's what he and it was very good. I love shoes, and he was talking a lot about that. But also the new channel sports guys, they're great. Chris does a really good job. He's had two solo solo shows, back to back weeks. 
Uh, and so go check out every Saturday. He's going to give you a little bit more than just basketball. He gives you a little football, maybe some baseball. Uh, my Braves have taken the first game of the series. So we're well on to the World Series, I hope. Don't let me down, Braves. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything to get us out of here? I don't, man. It was good to talk to you again. And As always. I'll follow Ryan at RD Meadows 11 Follow me at Daniel Greer. You can follow the Grizz lead at Grizz underscore lead. But that's all we have. Be nice and tell your friends.